Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What is going on? John Middlecoff, three and out with the Herd Podcast Network. Day two at the Combine. Coming up a little later... I'm going to be talking to Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, good friend of mine, known him for a long time, just became a head coach, really wasn't that long ago, a couple months, so really excited to sit down with him. He's the absolute man. Uh, There are actually a lot of former colleagues of mine roaming around this place. Just to watch Brett Veach talk this morning, I remember working with him when I first got hired in 2010, as I talked about yesterday, just running into people left and right. I think the Andy Reid tree might be the most uh, friendly in the league from Doug Peterson, Sean McDermott, and, and talking to Matt Nagy coming up here a little later. He's, these guys are – most head coaches aren't this nice. Now, in general, the, the combine, they're, they're pretty relaxed. Well, this morning, the quarterbacks weighed in. And when you weigh in, they take measurements. Obviously, it's more than just your height. They also get your weight. And one knock, one of the most polarizing guys in this draft class has been Lamar Jackson. Recently, Bill Polian had said that he should play wide receiver, make the transition earlier than later. And I've been out beating the bushes, talking to my friends that work in the league, and and I've heard kind of the polar opposite. Uh, This social media and this narrative that could start when a comment like that's made – it feels like when I go on Twitter, and I know Twitter's not the end-all, be-all. I try not to let that set the tone because you log off Twitter, you go in the real world, people are not saying the same things. But when you do this and you're talking football, a lot of the Twitter narratives can become what feels like reality. And I think this this overwhelming theme about Lamar Jackson not being good enough has taken on a life of its own because, again, Bill Polian, 
He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's his resume speaks for itself. So when he says something, everyone should listen. Just because you're some draft analyst on Twitter, I mean, I kind of am too. Uh, he, he's in the Hall of Fame for he has a gold jacket. But I, I've been asking people nonstop, executives, scouts, what they think of Lamar Jackson, and I've pretty much overwhelmingly heard positive things. I, I, everyone I talk to think he's going to go in the first round. They think he is talented enough to be a good quarterback in the league. And today, the, f- the first thing I saw was when these guys weighed in, he was over 6'2", which is a positive. I mean, he's basically the same height when Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, came to the NFL Combine. And he's 216 pounds. I, I think one knock on him was that he was had a small lower body in the scouting community called a skinny waist. I mean, I'd die to have a skinny waist. And thin legs, uh, if he gets in the four threes at 216 pounds. I, I was just talking to a, a former colleague of mine in the hallway. And he said, the thing with Lamar Jackson, everyone just assumes, oh, spread quarterback. He does his best work in pro-style environments in that offense when he's running pro-style concepts. The other thing with Lamar Jackson, and I think we have recent uh, – you know, recent players such as like Colin Kaepernick, when he came out of the draft. Now, he went early in the second round, but that year, I think Lamar Jackson is going to go higher than Colin Kaepernick. I think Lamar Jackson is going to go in the 20s. And if he runs like 4 3 2, hell, he, he might go in the mid teens. Uh, but Colin Kaepernick was given the luxury when he came to the 49ers of having Alex Smith. So they slowly integrated him. The year before I got to the Philadelphia Eagles, Mike Vick had just signed with them. And they still had Donovan McNabb, and they just made plays for Mike Vick. And I think there's an element to Lamar Jackson. It's hard when you take a guy in the first round, you want to see him play right away. There's pressure in making him play right away. That's just part of the deal. In 2018, I, I, I want to see the guy play right away. I, I'm, I'm just with the fans. You know, I, I, I want to see them play right away. But it's not always realistic. And I also think... I saw it this year with Jimmy Garoppolo when Kyle Shanahan traded for him. They, they, they made him wait several games. Now, it was a little different midseason trade, but we've seen it in the past with quarterbacks. It used to happen a lot more than it does now. Typically, you draft a guy in the first round from Jameis to even Teddy and Blake were kind of rare. They had the opportunity. They didn't start right away, but by the end of their rookie year, they were playing. I think both of them played like seven or eight games each. Now, Derek, Jameis, Mariota, Carson Wentz, once they traded Sam Bradford, they started their entire rookie season. I think in a perfect world, look at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes sat the entire year. Uh, Again, they had the luxury. They were a playoff team. They had everything wrapped up. He played in Week 17, was excellent, by the way. I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes guy. But if you could do something like that with Lamar Jackson, where you have a starting quarterback – and you're able to slowly implement him in, put him in on certain plays, certain packages, and kind of slowly push him, not rush him from day one. Uh, it's not easy to do that. So it, it, it would take a very unique situation like Miami. Let's look at the Miami Dolphins. If they keep Ryan Tannehill, who feels like he tears his ACL like every other year, if you draft Lamar Jackson, you could have packages for Lamar Jackson and then eventually phase Tannehill out after the season you know Patrick Mahomes style like Kaepernick was a little differently because Alex came back that second year then he eventually just beat him out when Alex went down in the middle of the season 
But I think Lamar Jackson had a big day. You weigh in at 216 pounds. I'm assuming he's going to run well. Uh, I'd be shocked if it's not low 4-4s, high 4-3s, which is absolutely flying for any player, let alone a quarterback. And I, I think he's talking to people the last two days. The top three guys are going probably in the top ten. I'm not sure the order. I would. I think Sam Darnold's going to go one, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, Josh Rosen might fall, and when I say fall, quote-unquote, like maybe to five. And someone's going to trade up and tra- get Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen is just too talented to just tumble into the second round. That's just not happening. And I think Lamar Jackson is a great wild card. Again, you have to be careful when seeing these narratives that he's got to play wide receiver. I'm talking to people in the league, people I trust, people that know what they're talking about. That is not what they're saying. They like this player. They think, especially in 2018, that this isn't 1992. It's not three yards and a cloud of dust. I, I mean, offensive, look at, I, I, I was just at a press conference earlier today with Kyle Shanahan. The, the talk of, you know, the combine is how impressive Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are. I'm sitting right here by the, the Eagles website. I mean, Doug Peterson, all, all these offensive minds that are open-minded to do everything, RPOs, uh, they have no problem. Unlike Chip Kelly, that's all they do. They can implement West Coast systems. They can implement, obviously, what Kyle and McVay do with the zone running scheme. They can kind of throw it all together. So I think Lamar Jackson, there's never been a better time for a guy like that to come into the NFL than in 2018, than with all these offensive minds, with a quarterback-starve league, and it's always been that. But... I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson is going to go much higher than everything you've heard, everything that's kind of coming out crushing him, because people in the league like the player. Okay, I'm here with my second ever guest on the 3 and Out podcast for the Colin Coward Podcast Network, a a longtime friend. Uh, I, I may live in the Bay Area and I crush people for being fanboys, but I'm an unofficial Chicago Bears fan that my main man, Matt Nagy, Head coach of Chicago Bears, thanks a lot for coming on, man. What's happening? Oh no, thanks for having me. No, time flies. That's head for coach. Sure. Can head you say coach, that out loud? Huh? I just think back to the days when you and I were uh, were having breakfast together ten years ago, and and uh, entry level guys, and here we are. You know, time flies, but no, I'm excited to uh, to be here and and to to say head coach of the Chicago Bears feels pretty good. You know what's funny is coming over here, I, I ran into Coach Reed <laughs> in the hallway, and I I said Mahomes' car. And he just lit up, and I said, I'm going to talk to Nagy. And he's like, Veach was just <laughs> making Mahomes sound like Brett Favre, wasn't he, in the press conference. But I know that Andy and Veach, both those guys, uh, you go to YouTube, you can find pass- you throw them touchdown passes <laughs> to Veach. I mean, it's, was it tough leaving those guys? Yeah, Especially it's always tough. You know, you, you, know you, you know how Coach Reed is. I mean, he's a, he's a great mentor to me, and being able to, to, to learn from him and just – just the the details of the game and, and and the stories that you get day in and day out and being able to just kind of understand football. In the he West said he Coast has more offense. hair than me and you. No, he, that's true. <laughs> Still holding strong. That's true. You and I, we're, we're struggling a little bit. But, no, coach is, uh, coach is great, and it's it's never uh, tough to leave him in Veacher. Did you – obviously, you always think about becoming a head coach whenever you get into coaching. But when do you think it really kind of like, I might become a head coach. I'm definitely going to interview for good. Yeah, this year was your first yeah, ever time interviewing, right? It re- yeah, it was. It was my first time. And, and really, it kind of – you started hearing a little bit more from my agent. You can't later. hold down a rocket ship. You know, <laughs> once, it, once, it, once it takes off. Late, later know? in the season. Uh, it, it was probably three-quarters of the way through the season when it became a little more – you know, a little uh, more – 
real and the fact that hey this could happen and so uh but at the same time you got to stay balanced you got to keep your mind focused on the season and and that's the that's what you need to do best is just trying to stay focused on on the at that time the Kansas City Chiefs and knowing that something could happen down the road which is probably easy because you guys had a good season going yeah it's uh, uh and and again with coach Reed he he teaches you hey just focus on this and that's what I what I promised him is that, listen I'm going to I'm going to put all my effort and focus into the Kansas City Chiefs and let all the interviews happen as they will, and and uh, you know he gave he gave me the ability and to to interview for two hours that morning, and uh, actually it was more like four hours that morning, and and it worked out. You know, Veach talk brought up his name today in the press conference, and I know you brought it up when you got hired. I don't think people quite realize how special the relationship with you and Alex Smith mm-hmm. and Coach Reed and that just trio. I mean, that was something pretty special these last four or five years. Yeah, so I came as a, in. As a person. Sure, sure, and, and as a player. You know, I came in as a as a first-year quarterback coach in Kansas City. You know, I was a quality control coach for, for a few years with Philadelphia and came in, and here Alex is a guy that, that has a lot of experience. Had been to an uh, NFC Championship game. Yeah, exactly, you know, and he, he's been there, done that. You know, going to a Super Bowl, albeit as, as the backup, but – he helped get that team there, and here I come in as a first-year quarterback. So over time, in five years, we just really developed a strong relationship together, and and the respect that we each ended up having for each other was powerful. Did you know that he was going to come out the gate swinging? This was going to be his best year, like the off season. Could you sense it? I, I can't say I, that I 100% knew that, but you could kind of feel that he had a little bit of a swag to him yeah. going into into training camp, and and that's gonna that's inevitable. That's going to happen when you draft a first round guy at pick 10, and so it was a win win situation. Situation for Patrick, it was uh, and Alex, and for us as a team, it pushed everybody to, to higher levels. And, and in the end, uh, did we get to the ultimate goal? No, but Alex had a hell of a, a hell of a season. Then you get to Chicago, and obviously, whenever a coach is hired, you know uh, us on Twitter, me like, <laughs> who's Nagy's defensive coordinator going to be? Is he going to keep Vic? And I, in the Bay Area, I mean, Vic is a god because yeah. all those years in Harbaugh. Yeah. And I, you guys came to Levi Stadium, I think Harbaugh's last year, and played him. That was just a throwback old school game back when you guys had a big time defense and they were big on defense. Sure, yeah. Did you, you didn't know him before, did you? I did not know Vic. I didn't, you know. And and uh, you hear a lot of great things, and you know from you know going against his defense is what he can do. Yeah. So and again, that's a that's the intriguing part of the process is trying to kind of know who these guys are that you're talking to 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 put together a possible staff. But the second I got into to uh, to the building there at House Hall and got to talk to Vic and just see what he's like as a person, I already yeah he's old school and you know he's East Coaster too. He's yeah. from Pennsylvania, you he's know where, I, where I'm from. So I, I get it, I understand it, I understand the dynamic and. I could really, within five minutes, I knew this thing could work. How about the offensive staff? Obviously, I think you sent some waves around the football world when you hired Mark Helfrich. Yeah. Uh, did you know him before that, or how, how did that kind of take off? So Mark and I did not have any prior experience. We didn't know each other going into this. And so uh, there was a there's a, a former colleague of mine, a, a, a dear friend of mine, that said, you know what? Uh, he knew my situation and he, he knew kind of what I was looking for, and, and I gave him some direction, and he said, I think you need to talk to this guy. So – one little phone call started, and it turned into several other phone calls, and we just talked philosophy. We talked about life. Nice guy in America. Oh, incredible. Awesome. Awesome. And brilliant. Yeah. You know, really, really, really smart football coach that, that – uh, and then you take all that and you tie it into what my vision was and what I think, you know, what we could do as an offense, and it was a perfect fit. Do you think you would have done that with these last couple of years, the way that you expanded Alex's role with Andy, changing the offense and kind of – understand that it can be done because I that would have been I mean I would have supported it because again I got Matt Nagy's back <laughs> on Twitter I think some people would have been like what's he doing 
but now it's not crazy really that at all, right? Because all these people run. I mean, you guys did it in Kansas City the last yeah, several right, years. Right. Did that give you like just help you the transition of doing it? It did help, you know. And again, I go back to Alex. You know, this is some of the stuff that Alex did when he was at Urban Meyer. You know, back at Utah, and and uh, you guys went back in the conference. To we find did. That stuff. We went back, and and so and but it fit Alex what yeah. what he did well. And now you see some other teams that are doing this they stuff. It, it took fire. The Super Bowl they run. did it with Foles and the, the RPO stuff. And so you can't live and die in it. But it, what it does is it's kind of new and it, it's hard on the defenses. And and so you gotta you gotta stay different with it. How much I, I know you evaluated coming out of the draft, Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not allowed to talk to him, text football. Right, yep. I mean, John Gruden's been talking about that nonstop, yeah. so you can't talk to anyone. Yeah, you know the deal. You've been in it, so sure. you know that the period. But your relationship with him when he was coming out, you thought, did you interview him last we year? We did. We you did. Yeah, him out for a visit. We had we had him in for a, a formal uh, interview here in Indy for 15 minutes and. Really, I didn't come away too impressed, which a lot of the guys you don't. But he's he was an introverted guy. Yeah. We ended up bringing him into Kansas City for for a good five, six, seven hours, and we talked football and and we got to meet the person. He opened up, and the second that that happened, we were we were we were good to go. You know, you understood what you had, and you go ahead and you, you go through with can you make this thing work in, in Kansas City with the offense that we had and. And, uh, you know, I had him really high. I, I liked him a lot and got to know who the person was. And you know the tape, you see it. And the big question for Mitchell last year was what? In experience. Out, his experience, yeah. you know. So now he has a year of experience in, from last year in Chicago. That's going to be good for our offense this year and for me and for him just understanding how to get into this thing. He had a lot of traits that what Alex brought to the table for you, mm-hmm. athleticism and accuracy. Like you said, it was just 13 games or 14 games, whatever it was. But he played really good at some of their big games, and you saw, you saw it all. You just never know. You have to project. He did, and he grew. You yeah. know, and you can see it on tape the growth that he had from from week five until really week 16, and and that's what you want, right? You want improvement from your guys, and so that'll be the next step for him. Is okay. He's got to pull back now. He's got to learn this new offense, and once he learns this new offense, we as coaches got to say, okay, what's too much for him? What's not enough? How do we fill his plate? And how do we, you know, build on his strengths? You know, you brought up a good point about when you just met Mitch for the first time, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> it goes by Mitchell. In that 15-minute scenario, I mean, you got screwed, didn't get allowed to uh, come when you were coming out of Delaware. Yeah, you know, tell t- me about in it, In 2018, I'm still pissed Matt off Nagy would, Matt, at minimum, he would have been a throwing quarterback <laughs> at the combine. I, I've seen him throw workouts. <laughs> but, that you know, I can't imagine how nervous you are. I mean, you're tired. They're running yeah. you around. It's easy to, like, I, who knows? I mean, you're going from team to team with all these famous people that those experience. Like, how do you balance that now? Because you're now the head coach. So yeah. They're, they're walking in, hey, I'm Matt Nagy, the head coach. I mean, sure. that's pretty intimidating. Sure. Well, you have to place a value on it I think and and so these kids that are coming in here they're they're scripted you know their agents are telling them what to say what questions they're going to hear how do you answer this so it's funny once you start getting through these these questions you start hearing a lot of the same answers from these kids so you you have to take that into account you can't put too much stock into a 15-minute interview so that's why you know some people like to go in and dive into the intel some people like to see who are they as a person others will do I've heard stories of card tricks, you know, their memorization and just some different things off the wall. So you have to be careful as to how much stock you put into that. You get to watch any tape on any of these guys coming in. It probably helps you don't really have to focus on the quarterbacks. You can pick a couple positions. Right. We we do. Um, You've had a lot going as, on. <laughs> as much stuff for myself as we have going on, yeah. But we, we, put, the, we put the staff – uh, on on their guys, they have to put together their cut ups and study them so that when they go into these interviews, they have an idea who they are. Okay, free agency, mm-hmm. first free agency as a head coach. 
you have a pretty good feel for the league, especially the defensive players that you've played over the last several years. Do you think that helps you, you know, when you're talking players with Ryan Pace, just that you've played against a lot of these guys and game-planned against a lot of these guys, especially the defensive players? You know what's interesting to me as you go through this, this, this process as a first-year head coach and building a new staff is you're, you're bringing guys in from different NFL teams. Yeah. So that part, as you're going through, okay, what about this guy? Oh, you coach this guy? Or, or, hey, this guy, again, I had some college coaches now that are on staff, and Harry Heaston from He's Notre Dame, living rooms. Mark Helfrich with Oregon, uh, Charles London on offense who was at Penn State. So these guys – can coach. That's that right. Good hire you know, there, that's right. That was a good yeah, hire. Of there, course, man. we were together, right? Yeah. But uh, but those guys, they were like you just said it. They were in those living rooms, and they understand uh, where these kids are coming from, and and they've had a good four or five years now to see where they're at. So we're going to rely on that. The staff. I mean, that's one thing that get. We talked a little about it when you hired Helfrich, but your entire when you hired the offensive line coach from Notre Dame. I mean, social media blew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Charles London has been with Bill O'Brien. You know, you have Vic Fangio. He's going to be the head coach. Like, he's, he knows what he's doing on the defensive side. You have to be pretty confident in what you've put together on the offensive side for a first-year head coach. I for mean. sure. And, and and even special teams with Chris Tabor. You know, yeah. those three phases. The one thing that I've learned. He's been in, in Chicago right before. That's right. He was in Chicago. So, Harry, Chris Tabor, and, and Charles London were all in Chicago before. You know, yeah. so this is their second tour now. Um, but – the one thing that, that needs to happen as you go into this is you need, and you know this, you need to surround yourself with people that are good people but also can, can really fill any of the weaknesses that you have, right? There, you surround yourself with people that are stronger in areas that you are, and, you know, in some cases. There's going to be times where my strengths will help out their weaknesses and vice versa. And so if you, if you circle yourself with those type of people when adversity hits and, and when you need those people, you can trust them, good things happen. What's the most different? thing of being a head coach you know than what your role was before probably just so far obviously yeah, you haven't been on the field yeah, and stuff yet. yeah um for sure you're the guy that everybody comes to for the answers right so uh when you when you want to start your day and you have an, an objection or you you make it a point listen i got to get to this by 12 o'clock yeah. and it just doesn't happen because people are just coming in and you got to be there for them you're you're know. you know as we always say i got 51 percent now you know, so so anybody's looking for an answer, they're going to come to me. And so I have to be able to balance that. But at the same time, I'm helping install this offense to the offensive coaching staff. So that and then again, that's where kind of where, where Brad Childress comes in. Is it hard? No, it's not. It's fun and it's a challenge. And so you kind of I've been prepping myself uh, this whole year, this past year in Kansas City. Uh, it was good for myself to just kind of say, OK, hey, how would I handle this situation? How would I handle that situation? And, and just kind of go through that and me- do some mental gymnastics. I mean, you've had a front row seat with Big Red. I mean, one of the best in the business. Yeah. I mean, how that's got to pay off now that you can – every situation, you've seen it all. No, no one handles just people better. Every type player he can handle. You've seen it all. You guys have coached it all. You know, it's, yeah. it's, that he, has to be a he, huge just confidence builder. He's been doing it for a long time, and he has a lot of experience. For me, these last five years – Probably more specifically, the last two years as yeah. coordinator, for me being be- behind those four walls in his office and seeing how he handles certain situations, is absolutely invaluable for me. And so there, there's some things that there's just, they just don't have they don't they don't uh, teach classes on how to do it. You got to experience it, and I was able to see that with coach. I talked to someone on the chief staff yesterday, and they said it is. They went in the other day and like a couple weeks ago on a random Saturday. No one was in the office, and he was there. Yeah. 18, 19 years in, 
millions upon millions of dollars. He acts no different, like when he was a GA way back in the day. I think he started at UTEP or San Francisco yeah. State. You know, yeah. just that. I mean, that has to be, you know, I'm, your admiration for him to try to hold that standard because now you're one of his guys. I mean, I'm running into Doug Peterson, Sean McDermott. You guys have the nice – Andy has the nicest tree in the staff, just the guys. <laughs> I mean, it's just a high-character group of people. The, the standard is high. Right, and that's what he teaches. Rivera. You know, Yeah, and the list goes on and on. I mean, it, it's it's what he teaches. He's a hard worker now. Yeah. You know, he's going he's gonna to burn the midnight oil. And, and, and You hang your hat on that too. Yeah, yeah, and, and you respect that because the guy is, is very passionate about what he does. And, and um, But – Unfortunately for a lot of people, they don't get to see the other side of him, you know, and, and he has a lot of humor to him and he yeah. keeps it real and he keeps it uh, uh, fun and the guys have a good time and he's a jokester and, and all that. But it's, when, when it comes down to it, the guy wants to win more than anybody. And uh, and the other thing, you know, with, with Coach that uh, to me is really intriguing and humbling is, is the fact that he has zero ego in regards to – he could have a big ego and he has none. And, and with that – you know, if somebody comes to him with an idea of a play or a suggestion, hey, bring it on, let's go. And, and that's special. One relationship that's talked a lot about in the NFL is the head coach, GM. And you talked about just walking into that room, the comfort you had with Ryan Pace. What's that been like, you know, these first, what is it now, a month and a half, two months? Yeah, it's almost even? two months now. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. that relationship? Because you deal with them on everything. It's everything that I was hoping it would be. Yeah. And so um, – you know, you, you, you walk into a room with somebody and you have a five-minute conversation and you say, you know what, it, it, it's, th- this, is, this, is, this just feels right. And so with Ryan, um, he harped on open communication from day one, and, and that's what we've done. And so when you have that – now, we have, a, we have a long ways to go. We haven't played any games yet, right? Um, and so that will be the true test. But right now, during this free agency period, during the, 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 this, uh, this combine period, putting our staff together – uh, you know, just the, all the different parts that go into building a new culture. Uh, he's been all that and, and, and some. You find a place to live yet? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's, but buy a home? Yeah. Move we, family? We, uh, we, How many, you have we found one. I got four boys. Four boys, that's 13, a, that's 11. A of, that's a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look at it, it's uh, – uh, I gotta, I gotta force them now for my golf team. Yeah. Uh, and now I, I become the fifth for the basketball team. So we're, we're good to go. What was it like when, you know, your high school sweetheart, right? Mm-hmm. You've been married. Yeah, Stacy. Yeah, I remember when it was her. Uh, was it your 10 year anniversary? And you did her this <laughs> extravagant. You rented out a movie theater. I mean, it was. I don't have that in the bag. I don't think it was one of the most impressive things I've ever you seen. You like that, huh? It was dark. You had all your friends in there. You like that, huh? That's pretty that, good memory. Was, I, I know. Yeah, it took some what, time. What year was that? Like 11? That would have been in, no, you, you put me on the test. That's 2012, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, what, what was it yeah. like when you told, she clearly supportive of your career, but yeah. was she, you guys had a pretty good thing going in Kansas City, all four of your boys in school there. Was sure. That, was that tough at all? That well, element? you know what? People don't ever talk about that. You know, you just get up and leave. You're right. You're right. And and we do. And we do we do talk about it and you go through all the different scenarios of, of um, you know, what's the right decision and is there, a, you, you never know really till the end, but if it feels right, then go with it. And as long as I had her support, which I did, um, she gets it, you know, she understands and, and uh, she's there for, for me and the boys. And, and she knows that uh, this was a dream of mine and to, to, to make happen. It was a goal and, and, but she knows we're not done also. You want to break some news right now and go top five players on your draft board? <laughs> <laughs> it does. It has to make it this a little easier that you have your quarterback because those t- those guys are you know everyone always wants to talk sure. about the quarterbacks. But sure. Are you guys even going to interview them? I mean, is that something? 
We'll we'll bring we'll bring some guys in just to kind of see you know wh- where that's at. You just never know, right? Yeah, you, you, you guys never fall, know. You have in to. The fourth round. Exactly. I mean, it could be Mitch's backup. That's just exactly. incredible value. It, it's too much value, and you know, through, you know, I have a similar philosophy too with, with Coach Reed. You know, the the importance and value of the quarterback position. You can never yeah. have enough, right? So uh, it, it, we'll we'll be hammering away on that in regards to knowing who's out there, what they're about, and I like that. Have you casually watched these guys throughout the year on Saturdays? The Baker Mayfields, I, I could see you liking Baker yeah. Mayfield, the player. Yeah. Even Donald and Rosen, they they have. I mean, there are. It is a talented class. They are, they are talented, and and uh, I'll say this: I'm I'm glad that you know in 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 where we're at. We went through that last year in Kansas City. Obviously, Chicago went through that last year, yeah. you know, with, with Mitchell. It's a big move, it's right? A, it's a big move, and you have to be right because this is something that can get you right for a long time and, and it can get you wrong for a long time, yeah. you know. So, uh, uh, but, and, and everyone always talks, is there a science to it? And, and um, I don't think there is, but there's a feel for it. And then everybody, there's different flavors, right? There's chocolate, vanilla, and strawberries. And so everyone's going to like different people for, for different reasons. Yeah. And so how does that person uh, per se fit into your system? Well, man, I know you're a busy man. I don't want to take too much time again, man. This is congratulations. That's good stuff, that, man. That I'm, was, I'm happy uh, for you. This is fun. Yeah, again, I mean, I'll take your top five players in the draft. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're killing moment. me here. Well, have fun, man. Yeah, and, thanks, John. Enjoy the day. I appreciate this it. This is awesome, man. You're happy gonna, for you're you, too. You're going to crush it. Yep, Can't thanks, wait man. To watch it. Get the direct package. Watch all the Bears games. Hey, bear down, baby. Thanks, man. It's hard to listen to that and now realize Matt Nagy is the man. If you're a Bears fan, simply put, you got a big-time football coach. I think the Chicago Bears actually are poised – Maybe not to be a playoff team, but to be a very feisty seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. If they can get Mitch Trubisky rolling, and that's why you hired Matt Nagy, add a couple offensive weapons in the passing game to go. Their running game's already really good. Vic Fangio is one of the better defensive coordinators in all of the NFL. That that was a that was one of the biggest coaching moves of the offseason. Non head coach was Matt Nagy keeping Vic Fangio. I'm telling you, I. I might be emotional about this. I crush people on social media for being fanboys, but uh, I'm an unofficial, hell, call me an official Chicago Bears fanboy. I I can't wait to watch them play and and Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky to work together. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We've come out the gate swinging. Howie Roseman, Matt Nagy. I, I have already talked to Greg Cosell. That will be coming out in the next day or two. We dove deep, as Colin Coward would call it, a football meat sandwich. Uh, That'll be coming out later. But I appreciate everyone supporting the podcast. Three and out on the Colin Coward Podcast Network with John Middlecoff live from Indianapolis. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 
2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.